Welcome back to the Real Mark Bagwell, a wrestling docu series. I'm your host, the Chosen Lawyer, and today we have two very esteemed guests. Uh, one is an alumni back from our show previously, Mr. Howard Helm, and we have singer Todd Plant. The two of them combined are part of the mastery that brought us to this world a very special wrestling theme song, American Males. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Mark Bagwell. Great to be here. Excellent to be here. Now, before we get started, let's do a little show and tell because I can already tell this is going to be one of the fun things that uh, we have very similar personalities. We like graphic t-shirts. Todd, don't call me Greg Brady. I don't know if anybody's ever told you you look a little like Greg Brady, but yes? Okay. Yes, I've heard that. Let's talk about that shirt because that shirt is fire. Oh, <clears throat> the 50th anniversary Doobie Brothers shirt. Um, was that was that back from 1976 or was that recent? No, that's recent. They're on their 50th uh, tour. Oh, you knew that. <laughs> no, I thought they were on their 100th. I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah, they could be. They could be. There's a lot of groups on their 50th right now. That's true. So they just had a recent. Uh, so you were there. Were you uh, participating at all? Uh, what's the scoops? No, I'm I'm in a Doobie Brothers tribute band. Yes. And I just happened to have this T-shirt and. That's just the one that I grabbed. <laughs> I'm not making a statement here. Right. But it's setting a good know. it's setting a good tone though, Todd. And and Howard, what are you wearing there today? Um uh what is this? I believe it's some kind of Russian stout from um um the heck's the name of the brewery in um in Salt Lake City. Um Russian stout beer from stout <laughs> beer, yes. It's it's a beer shirt. It's a beer shirt. I'm a beer guy. I'm a home brewer. Fair. So amazing. I do all, anything to do anything to do with beer, I'm I'm there. And as a matter of fact, you know what I just brought home from Toronto? I just brought home rush beer. Rush beer. Rush beer. I must have some. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> it's made by Henderson Brewing. It's great. I, I grabbed my my brother and I grabbed the last two six packs that were at the beer store that we uh, hit before we uh, head to the airport. Rush beer. I hope it's Rush not. Beer. I hope it's not flat. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> Actually, it's 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 very good. Like I said, the brewery that makes it's Henderson Brewing. I don't know anything about them. I thought it might have been one of the big guys, but it's not. And, and I think I'm... it's only available in Ontario probably but uh, for those of you who are interested and big fans of rush there is such a thing called rush beer yep and i yep. have a chosen journey shirt i have a baseball shirt on from the baseball series i do with steve carsey so some baseball fun. nice wow cool. we also have the mark bagwell set mark sends his regards uh he is currently uh in uh, a rehab facility right now undergoing some assistance he's doing very well and sends his regards hmm. And uh, all is good. Uh, so he apologizes he could not be here. But mm -hmm. it's going to be in his honor today, a very special theme. Because for the first time ever, and from a lot of investigating and talking to Mr. Howard in the previous uh, episodes, we have uncovered the lead singer from American Males, Mr. Todd Plant in the flesh. Yeah, that's him. There's a lot of WCW stuff that uh, Todd sang. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff. Of stuff. <laughs> Well, we're going to make them some... wait for a moment because we're not going to just go into the big finale, of course. So yeah. first and foremost, let's get to know the man, Mr. Todd Plant. 
Todd, I, I saw I saw your resume. Got to hear some of your songs. Love to hear in your own words. Tell us about your musical journey, odyssey in life, my friend. Oh, where did it all have begin you, for you? Have you got when a did... couple hours? No, I was. Oh, sure, we're going. Well, I mean, all the time. no. Listen, I I, uh, I really wasn't very good when I was a teenager. I tried, you know, learning guitar after. Oh, before that, clarinet in a marching band. Mm. But at least I learned some theory, and then I said chicks don't dig the clarinet so i got a you know guitar and i wasn't good at that but people kept inviting me out to jams to sing so I said, mm -hmm. oh, okay i see how this works <clears throat> and i've been singing and and learning guitar ever since i don't know if you and... recall the flute from american pie with Bandcamp, but we're not gonna go there todd so we're gonna mm -hmm. continue with your singing so Clarinet did not go, and uh, so you were not singing from the time you were born or four years old. You grew into singing later on. I think I was. Um, now I I did a little bit of choir stuff in junior high, but no, I wasn't a child prodigy or anything. Um, but I just you know started getting into jam, you know jamming with guys and getting into bands. I went in the navy. U.S. Navy Seabees went around the world and I started learning from all these other cats from everywhere and all these different styles and entertaining the troops. I would be like the only guy forming a band. It wasn't that good of a band, but they had a band. And it, <laughs> we, um, when I got out, I did all kinds of different bands and, and started getting into recording and um, gosh, uh, eventually ended up in a band called Eyewitness. Good and uh, that one morphed into a, a band called Millennium and we got a record deal and went to Europe and, you know, it was signed a small British deal and um that I got more and more recording and I, eventually I was kind of like the, the house guy at Morris sound, you know, the, the Jim would call me up or, or Howard and, mm -hmm. Hey, I got something for you. And, um, I learned how to do all different styles and, and learn from them how to take a little bit off, how to add a little bit more grit or, and, and that came in handy with the, uh, wrestling themes so and then jimmy hart came walking in one day and the rest is history the rest is history so let's start off with before we go there at what point in stage of your life did you say to yourself okay this is what i'm going to do full time i can make a living out of this when did that light bulb go on over your head todd i've i've never really made a living at it i mean seriously i, I love this i've guy. made some nice money on the side but i've always had that day gig i i work in the defense contractor uh industry i won't say what company but i've been there 25 years um making widgets for the troops making widgets like 
tanks, bazookas, things of that nature? I can't, can't talk about disclose can't. or <laughs> no. I can't. As a lawyer, confirm I can tell deny you, yeah, you cannot confirm or deny. Next question. Well, interesting. Yes. So you're 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 a different dude. So there's a little bit more going on there than the music. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done a lot, but there's no money in me. Is there money in music, Howard? Um, I've been. Yeah, it's that's a loaded question. There Drake is and, Drake and Kanye may say yes to that. Yeah, I mean, the thing ah. that I like. The thing that I like is um, when I hear things like the guy who owns Spotify is like a billionaire and the guy is not a musician. Right. And you know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, he doesn't have some other thing on the side. He's made this money from Spotify. Well, who's he made the money off of? He's made the money off all the musicians that are on Spotify. He's taken their money and he's put it in his bank account. I think that's yep. called a pimp, Howard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty sure. Now, oh, yeah. Todd, I got to ask you then, did you meet Howard first or did you meet Jimmy Hart first? Do you recall? I think Howard and I had done some things in, in your studio. Yeah, we, we met right at the beginning. It's funny how things sort of happened. And it was 90, it was 93, Todd, that I went to Morrisound. Oh. And I'd been, okay. and we had met, but that's where the connection came in. And you must have been, because you were, uh, you were singing on Hulk's album. Right. right. I was at the studio, right? That was right around when I came, yeah. came yeah. in. I wasn't involved with Hulk's album, but that's where I met Jimmy and, and everybody else. And, I see. and then that's, yeah. So Todd was already, I would say he, the connection for this stuff, Todd would have met Jimmy first. Yeah. Yep. Even if we'd, even if we'd known each other before that, the wrestling stuff would have had nothing to do with it until Jimmy was involved. I mean, yep. it's a long time ago. I barely <laughs> It's a little fuzzy right now. It is a little fuzzy. Well, I was on the Don't road been... first. The first four years that I lived in Florida, I never worked in Florida. I went to the airport to go to work. So, <laughs> you know, I was used to say, hey, if I'm working, I'm going to TIA. Off I yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, right. but that's so like I said, Todd and I, I think, had had made acquaintance. But the actual working together happened right after Hulk's album. Now, I got to ask you, Todd, before meeting these characters, and they are truly characters because I've met Howard, I've met Jimmy, and you guys are a fun, eclectic bunch. Uh, did you have any exposure to the world of wrestling before meeting these two? Well, of, of course. I mean, not in the, in the sense. I mean, I watched it. Oh, you did? I, okay. You know, I, I, when I was you know, a teenager, I, young teen, maybe mm -hmm. you know, 10 to 13, I was really into it, but um, I mean, I used to go to the uh, Fort Homer Hesterly Armory in Tampa, and they had midgets and women and, you know, the Briscoe brothers. And that's, I, I think, uh, where Dusty Rhodes came in. Yeah. Now that Actually, you know what? There used to be a gym next door to Morrisound. That was really? that was part of the connection was the fact that some of the guys were I going next door to Morrisound to work out. 
And then I'm sure it was Jimmy that put the two together. It's like, oh my guys, the guys are working next door and the studio's right here. So if I can snag them when they're before or after the gym, then, then it makes life easy, you know? Yeah. I remember it there for a little while. I, I, I mean, that's the early, early days for sure. Do you recall now, Todd, some of your favorite wrestlers growing up since you were watching it as a teen? Gosh. Goes back well, to the time. Like eh? I said, the, the Briscoe brothers, Jack Briscoe um, and Dusty Rhodes. So now, did you ever envision watching wrestling as a teen that you would be involved in directly in wrestling and helping mm -hmm. to create theme songs? Not a chance. Not, mm -hmm. a, not in a million years. But I'm, I'm I don't happy know how I, I did. But I mean, I really don't. It's it, it's only going to be one of those situations where, you know, you happen to be at a certain place at a certain time, and somebody says, "I need this." That's exactly what it. happened. That because we were recording eyewitness stuff in mm -hmm. more sound. And Jimmy came in and said, I need a singer and guitar player that we can, you know, do this new song that he wrote. And that's just right place, right time. Yep. Exactly right. And that was Ralph Santala, who's on a lot of the WCW stuff too, a the early lot. stuff. More than I was on. And um, he's, he just died, what, five years ago? Yeah, unfortunately, Ralph passed now, but. In my research, I knew that he was another guy we needed for American Males. Jimmy's not available because he was singing with Howard, the backup, uh, as backup singers for the chorus. And mm -hmm. Ralph was right. the guitarist, and Ralph was mm -hmm. not with us anymore. No. So we got two out of the four here. That's but, it. Uh, but the powerful voice and lyrics, uh, Todd is the one singing them there. Now, oh. that wasn't the first song, though, you had done with them, obviously. Do you recall offhand one of the first ones you did with uh, Jimmy there? Well, that was American made that started it all. Mm -hmm. And then there was a, a, a long line. I don't know. Um, I don't know what came first, but there are some that I just recently discovered that I didn't even know that I was on. And that was the uh, legends of wrestling with Jimmy Hart. Um, and there was an NWO uh, album. You NWO, saying, the only way to go. Yep. Crime scene. California Sun. Self high five. That that was a German thing. Um. And I did, yeah, a couple others, but I, I messaged American you the males. That was the, mm -hmm. that's the one in question today. And it was funny because I did message you. We were texting the other day and I told you I uncovered a rare version of Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. And because the original version had Sherry Martell singing how sexy she found him. And then they felt that it'd be better <laughs> to sell Shawn singing it himself and talk about how sexy he, he found himself, obviously. But somewhere <laughs> along the line, they found this mystery singer who sounds like a 70s lounge singer with a hairy chest and a mustache. But he sounds not that far from you, Todd. And I thought, maybe it's Todd singing that version. How, so I said it to you. you. How do you sound like you have a hairy chest? Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> this guy you know. pulled it off. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Wait. When you hear Wayne Newton, you don't picture your hairy chest right away? 
maybe Tom I know exactly Jones. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So, but, 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 uh, so Todd has confirmed that he is not the mystery singer on the rare the uncovered mystery. version of no. Sexy Damn Boy it. with Shawn Michaels. Why so, couldn't I have been? That would have been fabulous. Uh, when I met Jimmy, Jimmy was very proud to show me that there was either seven or eight million hits on Spotify of downloads of Sexy Boy. He was very, very proud of that. He had that right on his phone. He's like, take a look, take a look. Seven million, seven million, yeah. He was so happy about it. So I, I would say as far as that's like the Gone with the Wind, that's the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody of wrestling theme song, Sexy Boy. That's just, that's the song. Could have yep. been a contender. That's it. That's but it. In a, but in a close second is this wonderful song called American Males. So gentlemen, let's have it now unfiltered, the full complete story. You're living your lives. You don't know that this song exists. It's not in your life whatsoever. We talked, Howard and I talked about it in the previous episode. Let's start with you, Todd. Tell us how you came to be to expose to this song first and how, what was your reaction to it? I wish I had a great story, you know? I wish I had something I could like, well... I was, you know, panhandling in the subway in New York City. No, I, I have nothing. I don't even remember doing these. This is 30 years ago, man. It's American Males. I, How could you <laughs> I, I mean. It was you, though. They just stuck me in there in the studio and said, you know, wind him up and let him go. And Yeah, there was a lot remember? of that. There was a lot of that where Todd would come in. It's kind of like, do it like this. And. Todd would just be, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. I mean, the thing was, he was he was so good that instead of us having to, you know, do a lot of massaging and we could try things. And that's that's how Todd, you know, kind of ended up being one of the guys on the team. Um, same thing, you know, with his buddy Ralph from the band, you know. I mean, the thing was, Ralph could wear any hat you put on him. If you told yep. him to play something and sound like a, a country guy he'd sound like it and if you told him to play like Ingve Momstein he'd turn around and do that too I mean yeah. it just a complete chameleon as far as uh, stuff went and the real challenge back then was we were just starting to get into using some of the new processors for guitars that we didn't have to put a stack out in the studio because the problem was one of the things that really helped um, and definitely it was a it was a kudo for me is I had my office was actually an offline studio across from the two main rooms in Morrison very similar sort of to what I've got here now and that was always one of the wrinkles was I had no ability without going across the hall to record drums or to record guitars and then as we started getting into this you know I can't wait till there's a gap in the schedule. It's like, you know, you know that, Jonathan. I mean, if TV calls you and wants something, you better do it now or you don't have a job. And so we started messing with things. And that was my earliest experiences was uh, we actually started cutting some of the vocals and some of the guitars in my little office. I mean, it to walk in so room, tiny, so tiny. I mean, the room was 10 by 11. And 10 and, by 11 and, and, and three that, feet on either side yeah. was, was equipment. So you oh, were yeah. like, uh, you know, in a little, little, one little it, square. Yeah. Crazy. Turn off the monitors, 
we put our headphones on we're in the little room see it's interesting yeah. because in because of the uh, uh the way technology's gone a lot of new studios are actually in almost a format like that now the new mora sound they do have a couple of isolation booths but it's really kind of like a big room that everybody can kind of be in because the technology lets you do it when we were back in the 90s oh my goodness there was a lot of stuff we used to have to you know phones ringing next door or something you know I mean, it was always something you know but it was you'd be very surprised how many of those wrestling themes came out of a 10 by 11 room <laughs> 